open and quiet eyes. I pull up, you know I be moving. Whipping the foreign, I'm cruising. The money I'm speaking is fluent. All of my business booming. Stacking my cash in abundance. All of my family funding. Finally got what I wanted. Life is amazing. I love it. Everyone know that I run it. Yeah. Gosh, I want you to start the episode. You want me to start the episode? Yeah, you're, you're the guest. Yeah, well, not entirely certain how I got here. I think that's the question for the other two. How did we get? I think that's a good segue. A mommy and a daddy loved each other very much. Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened to Bert's bees? I mean, birds and the bees. The stork? Birds and the bees, not Bert's bees. What are we doing? Keep your lips. Keep your lips. (laughs) (laughs) I deleted that. I deleted it. I'm not deleting that. Keep it going. Keep it rolling. Are you a list for chat right now? No, um, yeah. Sometimes they are. Introduce yourself, please. Well, my name's Josh. I was on, a, I believe, originally episode five. You were on a couple. But five, five was my first one. Um, you know, another dude in the house, pay rent here, I work a day job. With me. We work a day job. It's miserable today. Um, I've never hated Duke basketball so much. Yeah, you know, it's just just people are people are a lot of work in in, in the healthcare industry, and uh, sometimes make you really question how how did I get here? Honestly, what happened with Duke basketball? So we had a very slow day today, very very slow to the point where we we're about to leave fifteen minutes early. Sorry, Lisa, if you ever listen to this, we're gonna leave two hours early. And we wanted to okay. yeah, we wanted to leave like four hours early. We decided we're like, okay, we're gonna leave at three forty five and then three forty five rolled around, we're like, Okay, we'll leave at three fifty. Well, big mistake, worst mistake we made all day. Because at like three forty nine this guy comes strolling in and we give out samples for medications. I don't know what medication was it there for, Josh? Do you remember? It was for Enbro pens. It like helps with like your rheumatoid arthritis or your psoriatic arthritis. And so if you can't get the prior authorization from an insurance company soon enough when you need the medication, we give them a sample. And he came in to pick up a sample for, like, his girlfriend or his wife or his mother or something. And then starts talking trash. And he, We literally, the, the, the encounter went perfectly. And then he's walking out the door, and he said, like, go Duke. And then some, we laughed at him. And then one of our coworkers went to UNC. So she made a face. And they came around and started talking, having this conversation. And then he just kept talking. He was getting kind of mean. And, like, he was being very confrontational. He was like, yeah, well, this is clear, you know, clearly a Duke fan. He was like, yeah, good job going to school knowing where they, where they take all the classes for you. And, like, maybe you should be, like, a fan of, like, a better team. Maybe you'd have, like, smarter outcomes in life or, like, something like that. It was just some people take that so seriously. Like, yeah. Nathan's talked about it before, like, his, I guess, passion when it comes to like school sports, like NC State and stuff. Zero. Like so the way that people take it sometimes yeah. is so crazy you know, to me. It's the same point I made though, as I bet that guy has never set foot on Duke's campus as a student. Look, it's like it's Coach, always the people who aren't students. Coach K will never know who you are. Never. 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 Like my allegiances my allegiances can be bought. I'll switch to whatever team comes up. If they're the coolest team, I don't care. But then it was fine. You know, he was heading on his way out after berating us and abusing us. It was still like 3.55. So we were still going to leave early-ish, five minutes early. We closed at four. Joke's on us. Joke's on us. One of our PAs did undergrad and PA school at UNC, and he heard all the slander being thrown at his school. 
So here he comes walking up from the back from his office. And then they sat there and talked college basketball for like 10, 15 minutes. And a day that we thought we were going to leave 15 minutes early ended up being a day we left 15 minutes late because of Duke basketball. That's how we got here. Just right. Josh, you said you worked a day job. Whenever I hear somebody say that, I feel like they always do a different like job, like, you like know? Construction? Like people know. <laughs> every time somebody's like, oh, my day job. It's like they're yeah. the type of people that have like five side hustles. Oh, well. Like I feel I like mean, it's just your job, right? I mean, I do Forex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. Those are your least favorite people on the planet. They said Platinum 1000. What are, you, what are you talking about? What does that even mean? <laughs> platinum 1000? Like, you never heard of that? No. Look, you want to know what it means? You send me $35, I'll give you a six weeks course of what it means. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like levels to like rankings, I think. And I think it, that's, that's separate from the actual exchange part of it. Yes. That's like the part that's that the people... the social media part. That's the social media <laughs> part. So, explain to me how it's not a pyramid scheme, please. Um, I can't. Because it is a pyramid scheme? <laughs> but I can't do that. I can't. Because it is. I mean, no one can take money, flip money, bend money, twist money. I like this, like, this is like the whole flipping thing. Like, you send 30 in my cash app and Google get 3,000 back. Where'd my original 30 go first off? Is it like your seller's fee? To the person that recruited you. So I do I get... And they recruit 100 people to get them 3000 so Do I get twenty nine seventy back? Where are we going here? Pyramid schemes are highly legal. We don't endorse them. Jalen, can you introduce yourself? I was just about to say that. I was like, man, we're like six minutes yeah. in and I didn't yeah, even introduce I myself. I definitely endorse it, but okay, continue. Um, so, name's Jalen. Um, one of Nathan's roommates been on the podcast before. It was really early, yeah. You did the first uh, live recording on your Twitch. Oh, true, 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 true. So mm-hmm. um, that podcast was with Justin too, right? Or was it just us? It was kind of with Justin. Justin was like oh, ad- he was admitting in the background. Yeah, he was, he was moderating there, but... in chat and everything. Okay, well, yeah, that podcast, I talked about, it was mainly just gaming, right? I mean, I Building definitely went. a PC, went, gaming. I definitely went Call a little stress. bit into about powerlifting, especially back then. It was kind of crazy is how different it is now. Um, I think that was like right after my first meet, before my second one, and now this is three weeks out from my fourth meet, and it's a national meet. So, yeah, um, everybody in this apartment kind of has a fitness journey, which is kind of cool. You know, we're all doing different things. You care about yours significantly more than we do. In a way, in a way, I agree. Um, yeah, we have no competitive aspirations. I I think I have some competitors and. They are all only a bucked up fit. Yeah. <laughs> you got to create enemies at the gym sometimes, but... We have no official competitive aspirations. I think you love competition, though. I do and love And I know you love it. And you're in a competition right now. I am. And it's not organized competition, I guess. So what you're saying makes sense. But I don't know. I feel like you strive a lot off of competition. Yeah, my competition with, with Josh Taylor right now is just a competition of willpower. Mm-hmm. It's not a fitness competition. Yeah. It's a me trying to twist his brain. Mm-hmm. He thinks he can twist mine. It's not going to happen. I'm I can talk trash about him on his platform right now because he can't defend himself. I'm just <laughs> trying to become exorbitantly beautiful. That's and lift it. incredible and amounts of weight. Just just walk into a gym and look at any current person who is squatting, benching, or deadlifting at any given time and thinking to myself, I can at least push that for five. 
I'm like, five? 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 Whatever that you think that you have. I would have said two or three. Five is bold. No, like, like, I need to rep it, essentially. I need to rep it. What about the dude the other day that was hitting 600 plus on dead? Well, I'm hoping one day that I You want to do that for five? I could maybe pull out a, a Jalen, could you pull day. 600 for five? Um, honestly, I might be able to do something pretty close. So, yeah. like, the way my training is structured, it's so... Like, I expend a lot of energy doing my top sets and my singles and stuff like that. It's so, like my volume kind of takes a hit. And, I mean, that's... We kind of know that. But, so I don't really test my volume strength like a lot of people and you know doing conventional two on top of that five reps of 600 a lot say, yeah i was about to say like what's the highest volume you do on a set of deadlift like bro people are baffled all the time like i'll post a video like and four? be like i'll be like this is a pr people will be like what yeah it's current pr like like, like your one rep max is this and your six rep pr is this but no so the most i'll do on deadlifts is seven so i do i do some pretty high volume actually even if the numbers aren't super high like, uh, squat and bench will be eight. I've done nines on bench before. Um, and deadlifts is seven. That's only really when I'm deloading. That's cardio. Like, it'll be like uh, two sets of seven type of thing. That's not, like, actual, my actual workload. But We're total opposites, though. He saw this earlier this week. Like, I can pull four or five for eights the most I've done. And then 500, I got stuck on the ground. Didn't even break the floor this week. Yeah, we are polar opposites. I always tell, I tell my coach, I tell everybody, I'm like, I mean, I'm thankful powerlifting is a one rep sport because that's what I'm good at. So that's just what I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep pushing it. So I also was pretty fatigued, but not a vacuum. Are you good? Not a vacuum? Are you good, Josh? Yeah. What do you mean He's a vacuum? He's falling asleep. <laughs> I was saying like, you know, in science, you look at things in a vacuum, oh, whereas true, like true, all true, outside true. variables don't weigh in on the situation, whereas in this case, I had horrible sleep. I'm detoxing on caffeine this week, which is awful i don't know if i told you that no you didn't yeah i haven't had caffeine since last sunday really well i'm in there off the high stem going yeah there we go this man's crazy <laughs> this man's sitting next to me at work <laughs> sipping on his coffee and i just have caffeine withdrawal headaches mm-hmm. all day every day oh when was the last time you did this it was a while ago like uh, i remember close that. a year ago yeah but this has been the worst detox i've had in a while because i was up to like needing three cups a day to function when I get to that point, I'll figure it out. I need to be missing out on the most fire pre-workout flavors. The most fire flavors. I know this probably sounds so stupid, but I feel like the caffeine in pre-workout is different than the caffeine in coffee. Because there's stimulus. But the thing is, is like I've spoken at length on this before. Is I really enjoy coffee. Not even mm. just the caffeine yeah. aspect of. It. I enjoy the prep process. You know, grinding the beans and steeping the coffee and pressing. Oh. See, the caffeine in coffee when I drink it. It doesn't make me feel energetic. It makes me feel functional. And I think that's exactly why I probably need to go on a caffeine detox as well. Because you need it to feel but functional? Like, would I get that pre-workout caffeine? And you're cracked out of your mind? Like an animal. Do you feel bugged up? I can't even say that. Cause I'm, under, I'm under contract. This episode is brought to you by... See, that my thing is, when I take pre-workout now, I don't always really get Ginger. that. <laughs> Like I need, I need my adrenaline or like my hunger or passion or something to really drive a session. Like, I'll be in the car drinking pre-workout, and it doesn't make me feel like an animal, or I don't get that beta beta alanine like scratching your face thing. Um, so you just do it to sip on juice. But we take a, well, no, it, it definitely makes a difference because there are sessions where I intentionally don't take it, like my tertiary bench day. 
like I won't take pre workout and I'll, like I'll feel the difference. This man used tertiary in a sentence. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> but or like I might drink a like the energy drinks are different too. Like they just I don't know. I know when I'm sitting down if I drink a coffee, I feel it. And some people are like, oh, you like take pre workout six days a week. How do you feel like a coffee? You know, like or like one espresso shot when so, it's so much less caffeine, but it hits me like really hard. So and that was back to my comment how I said that the caffeine and pre workout and coffee are different. You should drink then coffee before a workout. So I think I get that feeling because I'm just like not doing something active. Like I think the pre workout, me going to the gym, stretching, warming up, and starting to lift is why I don't feel that way. But if I'm sitting drinking a cup of coffee, like I'm not, I'm just sitting. But that's so the I easiest feel it. way to that's the easiest way to test it though. To actually see if you feel like it's different kinds of caffeine. I'm gonna take some pre right. I'm gonna take some pre right now in the middle of the night, and then we'll test. We'll test I feel the like theory. you're just. Oh, you're so you're completely cool. forgetting the fact there's stimulants other than caffeine and pre workout. I mean, yeah, that's very true. But I feel like I should feel it. I should feel it more. Josh, and your MCAT expertise. Remember about how the body compensates for different drugs and like knowing when you're going to take certain drugs and certain types of drugs and situations so your body will automatically like yeah, counter compensate so if you're taking a stimulant your body will act like actively when it knows you're about to take the stimulant down regulate other cycles so you stay closer to baseline yeah i wish i forgot this but yeah yeah so maybe that's what you're experiencing is whenever you take pre your body's already down regulating itself so i bet the days when you are when you usually would take pre if you don't you're gonna have a really crappy workout your body telling you slow down buckaroo you know that's actually kind of crazy because you know a lot of people they have like a really important session they'll like double scoop pre-workout and stuff if i do that it like puts me to sleep like not actually but my sessions like i'll feel drowsy or lethargic or slow like I don't take I don't take more than one scoop of pre-workout ever. A lot of people when they overdose on like actual drugs, they overdose because they take their drugs at a different time than their body's used to it. So say they get home from work at five every day and they you know hit their crack pipe that the government gave them or something. If they randomly hit it first thing in the morning one day when their body isn't expecting it to happen, their body isn't already down regulating because like if you look at a curve of whatever hormone level that might be affected by whatever stimulant they're taking it's automatically going to trace down like 30 minutes prior to their usual time Mm -hmm. of them taking it all i know is one thing before meat i take a gram of tylenol (laughs) i don't know where this is going and my body doesn't down regulate a thing because (laughs) i do not feel a thing What's so funny, Josh? You need like a Ronald Reagan crack in the 80s where I was in the middle of like, No one like, got that. Like, wait. Right over his head. Start the war on crack. Start the war on drugs. Oh. All right, we can run that back. A gram of Tylenol? Mm hmm. That's crazy. You're microdosing Tylenol? I mean, that's, that's just not two. a microdose? That's just two. That's like two and a half grown men dose. I have like the extra what? strength, uh-huh. so it's just two pills. Um, you can take, I think you're supposed to take no more than that, like every six hours or whatever, no more than 3000 milligrams a day. Well, it's like up to four grams is like the end of like the, your safe limit, but you're not uh, supposed to really take over three. Um, I've never even come close. I probably have never taken more than a thousand milligrams in one day before. Um, just because I'm not really like, uh, oh, I'm in pain. Let me take Tylenol type of person. Right. Um, I've, I've always taken you Tylenol. I've never taken though? ibuprofen. I've always been a, I know that you guys are medical people, acetaminophen. Yeah, I've always been, I've always been on, on that. Rather you can than call it ibuprofen, it's okay. 
Well, it's different. Did you hear about the guy who died making his own pre-workout this week? No. He mismeasured his caffeine and put 13 grams of caffeine in his pre-workout. In, wait. In, in one serving. One serving? 13 How do you grams. mess that up? I don't know. I don't know. I think he was using a powder that was like a percentage and then yeah. miscal. I don't know exactly. I didn't read into the story. I just yeah. kind of saw the headline. But the guy put 13 grams of caffeine into one scoop of pre-workout. So I have an opinion about that. A cup of coffee is 150 milligrams. Yeah. That's a couple hundred cups of coffee in one scoop. Yeah, and he's taking it all, probably taking it to the face. But I remember when I was getting into fitness, I was learning about people taking, uh, uh, making their own pre-workouts. And this is right when, I guess I was getting back into fitness, or like this sort of fitness after like I graduated high school and stuff. And this is when I guess the fitness industry started to really gain the traction that, I guess, the foundation was being built for what the fitness industry is today on social media. But because of that, obviously, pre-workouts were getting more and more popular, and they're obviously not cheap. So there was a big wave of people making their own. Yeah, I was in that. And I never made it, but I was, I was like It's like stuff. not really that much cheaper. So unless you're very particular about your ingredients, and you are like, oh, you know, I can get all this, all these pure ingredients and stuff. I mean, I get it, but I don't know. It's never been something I've been like, you know, this is like I'm saving 20 cents a scoop. Like I'm in there. You know, we get free pre workout at our gym, anyways. Yeah, that's fire. quite nice. Every time we walk in, we get a scoop. Well, maybe one day I'll be strong enough to be an affiliate to where I don't have to worry about buying anything gym related anymore. So, there you go. Or you start your own brand. Very true. But my brand wouldn't necessarily have things that are all encompassing of fitness. I feel like they usually aren't. But it'd be stuff you'd use, so you don't need to buy anything. Yeah. Well, you'd buy it, but you. Because, you know, there's there's the gym apparel that's functional. You know, that's cool. But if you have apparel, you are not probably aren't making gym equipment. Like, there are companies who do that. And Anaka. it's very niche, yeah, I was about to say Anaka. But a lot, a lot of companies aren't doing that. You have apparel and you have belts and wrist wraps and things like that. And resistance bands. It's only bands. a matter of time until they come up with, like, a pre-workout or something like that. And then supplements. You, I, yeah. Usually, you know, just because merch is so big now. I know you talked about this uh, on last week's episode, but... I say last week. I don't know. However many weeks ago. I don't know when this is even going to come out. Um, But yeah, like apparel and merch is so big now. And I haven't really seen a merch company make a supplement, but every supplement company has their own merch. Oh, you know that that Julian Smith dude on Instagram? Yeah. The dude with the quads. Yeah. he, He does all three. Oh, he's the dude with the yeah. clogs. Quads. Oh, he said clogs. He's like the dude. He's always has his quads out and always wears bands. It's called like Arms Race Nutrition or something. Oh, his okay. brand is Clifford Lennox. And oh, I know Clifford Lennox. Yeah. I've heard of that. So I actually stopped. And then he writes. I, his writes his own program. Oh, okay. Yeah. I stopped following all like fitness people when I started powerlifting. <laughs> like I pretty much only follow powerlifters. That man's got like two and a half million followers. Yeah, he's super popular. But people like Steve Cook and all them. Yeah. I don't follow any of those people like that. Tight shorts. I'm tight on I never shorts. enjoyed that dude's content. It felt so just like... It felt so Australian. Well, whatever that means. Australian. It felt very Australian. It just felt so like... Dial back a little bit. Like posh and like big corp, corporation filtered. Just It didn't feel like a real... It felt like TikTok workouts. I guess so. I'm not on TikTok, so I don't know. You know, with TikTok, there's... So I, st- I haven't really been a big user of TikTok. But my favorite thing with TikTok and like the way that their algorithm works is you can really tailor your experience to yeah. like exactly what you want to see 
without the whole following aspect. Because, yeah. you know, Instagram and, like, following people is a big thing. And obviously on TikTok it is too. But, like, somebody who's very, I hate to say a casual because it's just social media. But it's some, a very casual TikTok user. Like, I probably open it, like, once or twice a week. Like, I'm rarely on it. Mm-hmm. But I can, I always am going to see the things I like. Yeah. Like, I'll see powerlifting, cars, and, like, I don't know. Comedy, yeah, game clips. Yeah, game, yeah. or, like, game-related comedy and things like that. Um, I'm always going to see that type of stuff. I don't even follow anybody. But it's just, I really like that because yeah. I don't have a ton of hobbies, but the ones I care about. You've curated yourself. Yeah, exactly. I could watch people do stupid stuff with their car mods all day on TikTok. They're so funny too. Yeah, you get a lot of like freestyle, like rap dudes. Like, what if the frat guy dropped a hard beat or something? Like that? <laughs> I saw that the other day. <laughs> it, it'd be hard. I'm like, wait, hold on, I'm kind of rocking with this. And I'm thinking, then he ended how up did like, I get here? Like for real, like like no pun intended. How did I get here? Genuinely, BB hard though. And the very end, wasn't he like, bro? Where's my vape? He's like. Bro, where's my vape? I just finished my last exam. Bring the girls. Bring the booze. House party tonight. Let's go. And, like, start just, like, going crazy. Like, printing fake IDs in the library. Like, hard <laughs> You know, because there was a dude that got caught at NC State and got in trouble for that. No, I didn't know that. Oh, either. yeah. Was, bro, sold, like, thousands and thousands fake of Fake IDs out of DH Hill? DH Hill. Printing Trapping out the hill? Trapping out and you know the crazy thing is the latest Gucci Mane next Christmas tape. East Atlanta Santa. Driving out the hill. When people get their uh, fake IDs or, or when the company that distributes like your fake to you, if they get shut down, like it's like they have like these like rights or something, bro. I know nothing about this process. But from what I've heard from other people who've had them, um, like if a company gets caught or gets shut down, like your ID won't scan anymore. But, like, it scans if, if they're still, like, a, a running, functioning company. Because, mm-hmm. you know, some businesses don't look at your ID. They just scan it. Mm-hmm. Like, but I feel if you go to a grocery store, they just put your date of birth on the card in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I know recently a lot of self-checkout lines now, they, like, take it and they just scan it over the thing. Yeah. Or, like, I know care. from experience, like, I work at Target, and we're supposed to scan them. You still work at Target? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the last time you had a shift? A week and a half ago. Oh, I thought you were like done. Oh. Okay. Oh no, I don't really work there much. I thought it was like seasonal. Uh, it was. Okay. It was. But, but you just pick up. A I'm on here demand there. now. That's okay. the best way to be. So, speaking of curated uh, Instagram and TikTok content, I've been doing a thing lately. Whenever I see an Instagram thought shaking that thing on a reel, I'm tired of seeing it. So I go to the little three dots and click not interested. Really? I oh, do. oh! I've meant, never meant, used that oh, feature before. You meant thought. What do you not, think I said? You thought you meant thought, thought like the I'm mind. Like, no, Instagram like, thought. T H O T S. Twerking. T H O T. Yeah. Nah, because they they really do flood your Instagram. Right? I understand that I'm a young man full of testosterone and I probably you know leave scroll and stay on one page too long and you know the Instagram algorithm knows that I'm doing that, yeah. so they want to feed me that content, but I'm not here for it. I'm not. Cause it's just it's it's weird. You can't get me Instagram. You can't, but they're really gonna try. And when I see that, you know, you gotta you gotta click on the little three dots. Not interested. And like try not to stay on it for very long because they're clearly counting your seconds on how long you're on for it. Absolutely. For. So if you watch it twice, but then you press not interested, they're like, 
No, he's still kind of interested. <laughs> <laughs> he, he knows that he's just doing it to get it off his phone. And then they'll show you one in a few days. I bring that up to say, I feel like my feed has been some, like, the quality of memes in my feed have been so much higher lately. It's been, uh... Like the floating corn dog I sent you guys earlier this no, week. Just, people just record whatever on Instagram Reels and... I mean, it's just because right. these things are so profitable nowadays. It's so like, convenient. It's they like, on Instagram. there's a... Not if you look at Facebook's earnings report. <laughs> there's just like, there's so many avenues in social media to get, I guess, monetized that it's so business heavy now and it's so far leaning away from just like, I guess, a lot actual of social media, the funny content you're media. looking for. Like... <clears throat> If you're using like the not interested feature like Nathan is, you can really just stop looking at all like the people who are mm-hmm. trying to make a living on the app, and you can just find the funny stuff like yeah. the stuff you were sending today or like yeah. that you like you send Nathan is just stuff that it's just like these random pages. You know they probably have like a lot of followers and they might be doing. No, they'll have like brand, the best but... ones are the ones that have like two hundred followers and the video has like half a million views. <laughs> Like, you know they're getting shared. And it's only been like 17 posts so far. They like just started. Yeah. Going crazy. Because the, page, like the a... page probably gets shut down. They have to restart <laughs> yeah. it. Or like, it's like a person's personal page that just posted something funny. Be like deleted account at 20K. Follow this. <laughs> oh my goodness. You should start a meme page, Josh. Me? No, because I don't be thinking about all the like real stupid stuff. No, you like... just repost memes. It's a reposting meme page. I, I, I feel like I'd have to be original somewhere. And you could post like original content, but I think you also. Have, I think every meme page has the repost. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta really be good at like scouring Twitter too. To, like be the first person to like screenshot it. I feel like, like that could be a great like career for Josh. Curating memes. <laughs> okay, but honestly, curating like, Twitter content. If you could create, if you could create like a very obscure like career for yourself about something like you really like or like yeah. are passionate about, what would you do? For uh-huh. you, it's memes, hundred percent for Josh's yeah, very memes. Very obscure passion. Not even, not not selling well, like, shoes. Well, like if you're making like let's say you're making a career for yourself, but it's not something that's like normal. Like even if it's very entrepreneurial, like it's not something normal. Oh, um. Well, I had, I had an original answer, but now I'm rethinking it based on your. Mm-hmm. Tell us the original answer. The original and tell us the answer, answer. I wanted to be a sound gaffer for movies. What is that? You know the the, the people, boom mics. No, the people that like. Make different sounds out of the sounds that you hear in movies. Oh, like the Wilhelm scream. So like oh. you'll see like rocks dropping, and oh. they'll actually like drop rocks and put a microphone on the ground and like record it. But or then like, they dub it and post. Yeah, over. like you hear someone's back cracking in a movie. You have to like crack celery or something like that, and they record oh. that. I think that is the coolest thing in the world. In the world, because without them, you great. You can watch the movie, but if you can't hear it, what's the point? You know, one thing I had to learn about, um, have you ever watched, like, ultra slow motion videos? No. You ever seen, like, it's a, what's the YouTube channel that does that, where they drop stuff in super slow motion? Oh, okay. Slow-mo guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, right? So that doesn't record sound. All the sound they put over that is done in post by, like, sound gaffers. It's, like, all the sounds yeah. of the impact and the explosions and all that stuff. That's not actually the sound of the stuff going on. Yeah, so, like, where would we be without these people? Because I'd much rather hear something. We don't need you to be a doctor. We need you to be a sound gaffer. That would add a lot more to society than you saving lives. See, but then if you now, with my new answer, you ever seen the movie Nightcrawler, Jake Gyllenhaal, where he like follows crime and like records it? Yes. I would do that. 
You haven't seen Nutcrawler? So he like I've seen a movie you haven't. He basically has I mean, I'm very familiar with Jake Gyllenhaal, but so I've probably seen like a trailer or something, but like he follows crime. Like he'll have like a police scanner and other things, and it'll be like. Oh, such such shooting He's, happening at this, and he'll be the first one to go up there and like start filming it. And he sells the videos to local news stations, yeah. and that's how he makes his living. I forget how that movie goes. I don't remember exactly what happens. I took a um, like a movie critiquing class, which is so opposite of my own personality. Mm-hmm. Like freshman year, it was like the art of film or something like that. Where mm-hmm. We watched we watched a movie every week, and we like on Monday we'd watch the movie, on Wednesday we'd talk about the movie during class. Okay, one of my favorite classes I took. Throughout college. First time I watched wow. Get Out was in that class. Really? Great movie. I know a psychological thriller movie would be so good to analyze in like a classroom setting. We watched yeah. The Babadook too. I'm not mm. familiar with that. It's like a demon living downstairs and it makes yeah, friends right. with a little boy. And it's, yeah, I literally, I don't do horror movies. I walked out of class like 15 minutes into the movie. Well, you, oh, you watched them in class on You watched them in class. Oh, so this wasn't homework. <laughs> no, so. Okay, so you watch movies in class and then on Wednesday you would. You know, like, the English buildings that are by the, um, yeah. the bell tower, those three buildings? Caldwell Tompkins. It's in the in the basement. There's a movie theater. What? Yeah. I know Lucas is probably like, bro, you're bugging. Because, you know, being an English major, he's probably like, how do you not know that? But, dude, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, that, like, see this mo- you wouldn't walk out? It's just terrifying. Yeah. See, I walked out of class as soon as I saw that. Did you actually walk yes. out? I, yes. And you yes. didn't come back? No. I can't lie. Though, I walked this, out of class. I didn't come to the discussion that week. I took my apps. I got one apps for the semester and I took it. I can't lie. If you also told me this was like a scene from Scary Movie, I would have also. <laughs> it looks kind of goofy, but yeah. it's probably super scary. It's we rated watched, R, I'm guessing? Uh, yeah. We watched Princess Mononoke in that class. Okay. That's That was like my first like delve into anime, honestly. Great movie. One of the best movies I've ever seen. It's coming back to theaters for like a week. Moonlight. Have you ever seen Moonlight? Mm-mm. That one, like, best picture of the year, whatever that year was. You want me to spoil it for you? Sure. It's basically about, like, this gangster who grows up, and it's, I don't remember, it's, like, five years ago I watched it. I don't remember all the details, but I think it was, like, it was following, like, his dad, and then him, and then him as an adult, and it follows, like, him being, like, a gangbanger, and this, that, and the other, and then he goes, to, like, to make up with this dude at the very end, and then you find out he's been, like, this tough thug the entire time, and this thug persona, and then you find out he's gay. At the very end, I can't. I didn't do it any justice, but mm-hmm. it's really poetic how it kind of comes at the end. I think you follow like a gay person throughout the movie, and then like the dude who's been like, it was his best. Right now I remember. I think I think that's how it went. It was like a a young teen, and his best friend is like becoming a gangbanger, and then he realizes he's gay, and he's all like effeminate and gay and everything, and then his best friend like turns on him, and like starts abusing him and everything, and he's not his friend anymore. But then they like as adults meet to go meet up and it turns out like the thug gang banging friend was gay the whole time too they ended up getting together wow it's a cool story and then like the movie ends of them like sitting on a beach like hugging each other as the moon light comes down interesting and I think it was like all black cast and everything too which was pretty cool oh okay I just you, st- you said for some reason you said on the beach hugging each other at the end of the movie and I thought about the movie Old Josh have you seen the movie Old no so, so it's an M Night movie if you're familiar oh, with that's M Night Shemelin. Is he a director or something? He made a, yes, he made Split made Glass. Yeah, I've heard of none of these movies. It was the one where they were in the elevator too. He is a really popular one from back he in the day. He also made the original Avatar: The Last Airbender that was horrible. That was a horrible yeah. Movie. But anyway, 
it was, I didn't even want to go into the movie, but basically they end up on this beach, and, I mean, it's a pretty new movie, so I don't really want to spoil it, but they're on a beach, and it literally makes them age at, like, 20 times, or, like, I don't even know the rate, but it was, like, in one day. It's like some interstellar stuff. One day was, like, 50 years or something. Oh, for the outside world or for them? For them. Oh. Like, there was, like, I don't know, they described it was, like, some chemical or something that made them super old, but... Yeah, I mean, what movies did he make? He made After Earth with like Will Smith, Unbreakable. But yeah, you know, you've probably never heard of these movies. Nope. I'm um, asking all this time talking about taking a movie class, and that's about all the movies I've watched my whole life. Yeah. Just read the whole synopsis of that Babadook movie. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> You're still on that? Oh I don't. I don't even know what that name is for. It's just very like, what does that mean? That's the name of the demon. Oh, okay. Yeah. One other thing we watched in that class, it was an animated documentary, which was pretty neat. It was a, about the um, Armenian genocide. Okay. And there was a whole animated documentary and everything. It was kind of interesting. That's pretty cool. I forget what that movie was called. Mm. Did I take any two cool classes in college? My yeah. favorite classes? So, like, I could say my favorite classes, but, like, something that's, like, really unique and interesting... I don't know. Let me think. I took a, I took religion, globalism, and justice, and it was just a class where you go in there. That's one like, class. Yeah. Okay. You, he would have you just read like this obscure chapter of this book. It was like some, like real life explanation or like application of like Plato, Socrates, etc. And we would just go in there and debate our own opinions. It's kind of cool. The whole time it was really cool, and the dude was super knowledgeable. The teacher super cool. Um, he didn't, he always showed like, su- like super neutrality. Like you genuinely couldn't tell his opinion at all until the end of the class. He's like, all right, you guys want to hear what I have to say about this? And then he would go in and then we'd finish. That's kind of crazy. like no homework. I have a point I want to say about that, but Jalen, go ahead. I'm not really, so this class, uh, so a lot of people who went to NC State actually took this class, but, um, it's social psychology with, uh, Dr. Nikos. Mm. I never heard about this. Mm. Yeah, so he teaches a class, and you basically, I'm sure it was like this before it was on Zoom, but you don't speak in the class. Like, it's literally just him talking. Okay. And Like, you're not allowed to ask a question? No. Why? Like, that's only, like, you can, like, email him or something, but, like, the lecture starts, and he, like, it's like storytelling. Why don't you just watch a recorded video, then? I mean, you could. Like, you didn't have to go to class. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, you didn't have to go to class. Fair but the lectures were so good. Like, they're actually so good. And there's so many, like, wow, that's crazy moments. Just because, I mean, it's also psychology. You learn about how humans interact with others through, like, conversation and relationships and all these different things. And there's so many moments where it, like, applies to your life or, like, experiences you've had. Um, and I know this from... I guess him telling us this, but it also happened to me. And it's just, that class is, is crazy. Can you and give an example of that? Um, so talking about how uh, people interact with each other and converse in certain ways to please each other and acting in a way to like please other people, how that can change the relate, like that dynamic of the relationship. So there's a term he used, um, that I've like brought up a couple times before called autistic friendliness. And it's like when you start a relationship and you may like agree to things to make everyone happy, but mm-hmm. then that's not really things that you believe. 
And then once you become friends, you allow yourself to be yourself. Yeah, and, and not it, at peace. Yeah, and things. then it and then it kind of ruins the relationship because that's not what it was like based in. Yeah, and it like talks about how like relationships fail that way. And obviously, these aren't just like romantic relationships; these are like all types. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, that's like one of the really uh, the best examples I can give. But it's a it's a really good class, and like I still have like my notes from that class. And he's like, yeah, like students email me all the time saying that they like read their notes to figure something out and i was like they went back he was like yeah students have gone back six years and stuff told me that they used their notes to um figure out their life issues man what yeah it, it was I like i was no like what in no, in no class. <laughs> i was like that seems that seems a little overboard but no there was there's a lot of good things in that class and i'm so glad i took there. it i'm so glad i took it there's no way I have a couple more classes. One that Josh reminded me of. I took the history of Christianity with this woman. Yeah, I I, I, maybe I've told her on the podcast before or whatever. I'm going to tell it again. And she didn't let you know who she was this entire class. And that's important because when you get to the end of the class, she does. Wait, what do you mean by that? I'll I'll get there. But did you see her? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, you have no idea, like, what her credentials are. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought she wore, like, a mask or something. (laughs) No, no. You had no idea, like, what her credentials were, <laughs> why why she was given the, you know, the privilege of teaching this class, why she has the expertise, and it's essentially talking about the history of Christianity from the beginning of the religion, from, like, the prosecution of Christians in old times all the way up until current day, and yeah. how it's evolved through, like, the Protestant Revolution, and da 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 and truthfully, that class was one of the reasons why I don't really go to church anymore, because there was a lot of twisted, messed up stuff that Christians did throughout history that I had uh, problems with. Oh, yeah, for sure. Beside the point of that, you get to the end of the class, and she speaks very neutrally the entire time. She speaks very objectively, like, this is what happened, this is what they did. Yeah, they, they prosecuted and killed all these people, they murdered gay people, they burned gay people, whatever. Not, that's not just a, a, specific, like a specific example, that's not the example that sent me over there. There's nothing really sent me over there, but that's not the point. Anyways, you get to the very end, and you find out she was, like, the first female pastor ever in the Baptist church or something like that. Like, she's some, like, high-ranking pastor within one of the churches one of the denominations yeah and she tells this whole story about how she was the chaplain at some ivy league i think it was harvard she was like the chaplain of harvard and so all of the fraternities there they became friends with her and Mm -hmm. now she does all the weddings for everyone for whatever fraternity is at harvard dang that's crazy but she talked about like her whole experience of growing up in like being in the church and people telling her like a woman's never going to be a pastor a woman's never going to lead this denomination that was pretty cool and then another person who was a really cool person who i got to learn from is i took the history of um it was the history of the world of war is the name of the class okay and it was like talking about all the major world conflicts from modern history Mm -hmm. well really anything before since like the change of from bc to ad yeah ad yeah is that right okay Anyways, his name is Daniel Bolger, and he's a three-star general in the Army. Okay. And so that was really cool to learn from him. We learned about um, the French Revolution, obviously the war on terror, because he was actually the head of, like, logistics or something like that for um, Afghanistan, Kandahar province, which is, like, the biggest region. And then um, there was one more war. I can't remember what we studied, but that war. But, yeah, that was a really cool class to learn from a general about warfare. Yeah, I took a modern American history class, and... And that class is actually really interesting. Like, it was one of the GPs where I was just like, oh, you know, it's pro- I might have to write, like, 30 million essays or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, no, I actually really enjoyed it. And, like, the history that I learned there, 
like I, w- I would actually go to class like super engaged and i was excited to go which is like kind of crazy yeah but... <laughs> and you read the book about the gorilla oh so that okay so my intro to philosophy class Wait, that's what was, it, what was the name of the book it was um ishmael ishmael i was gonna say Israel. bro yes <laughs> no bro i still stand behind that book i think everybody should read it it's so good but it just talked about philosophy and uh it was about a gorilla named ishmael and this human uh the narrator that ran into ishmael and ishmael would teach him about i guess human history and how humans sort of change the outlook of the world through their actions okay and like how we do things that we think benefit everyone but it kind of just benefits us as humans yeah and obviously this isn't a real gorilla talking but he's but the, the way that it's written it's from the point of view of a gorilla or like a a wild primal animal yeah and how they experience life because of us and things and it's such a good book it really is and it's not long or anything so that's probably my favorite book i've ever read as a requirement for a class like i enjoyed sitting down to read it and i would do it at work so like i still wasn't really doing it in a ton of my free time but yeah i would i would sit down and read it and i, I actually loved it r.i.p harambe yeah that's crazy because Spoiler alert. No, I'm not even going to say it. Go read the book. Well, you already spoiled it. Yep. You already spoiled it. Because <laughs> I didn't even remember. I was like, wait, does Ishmael die at the end? I'm pretty sure he does. But, hey, he's old, you know? Josh, what are you looking at over there? Everybody dies. Are you still reading synopsis of Babadook? No, I'm back on Instagram Reels. Anything good? No, nah, not yet. Just watching a video with a frog. Frogs are I was looking at my transcript trying to find out what other classes I took because I literally couldn't remember. I pulled up my transcript. You're logged into my pack portal right now. Okay, just because you graduated doesn't mean you're above me. You're a student. So you pulled out your little dual authentication. You approved it all while you were talking just now. Wow. Look at this guy. How many credits he got right now? Like one. Enough. Fifteen. Um, one, 107 uh, 105 actually 105, I'm yeah. graduate with 121 yeah. yeah taking 16 hours mm-hmm. Dang. this semester and last semester and a 9 this past summer Dang. Yeah. fucking hard all to graduate Grinder. on time Grinder. Josh as our resident meme expert in your eyes what makes a good meme because I will admit, while I've seen the highest quantity of memes in the group chat, I feel like your overall quality, your average quality of meme is much higher. I think what makes a good meme is it needs to make sense to someone instantly, but not instantly. It needs to, it needs to not make sense to someone instantly, but you can get the meaning of it, like, within a few seconds like it suddenly makes sense yeah. it all comes on you at once yeah or pause. it's gotta pause. be something pause uh, see you made it weird because you said pause now i'm instantly thinking of what that could have meant by what you said pause anyways keep moving or it's gotta just make absolutely no sense but it's gotta incorporate a bunch of different things that one you think are were already funny or just pop things that you like like you're just famous though like, what's the difference between a meme that's like a hard nose breath and an actual laugh out loud meme? I think it depends on 
the social accept social acceptableness of it. I would argue the less socially acceptable it is, the more likely you are to actually laugh out loud. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Whatever is least socially acceptable, I'm going to laugh out loud. So, like... What's the most recent meme you've laughed out loud to on your phone? So, there's just some that aren't very appropriate that I should... (laughs) (laughs) So, as you can tell, because I can't share the last one that I I engaged with, I I let out a, a, a hearty chortle. A hearty guffaw. Chortle? A chortle. It was a chortle. <laughs> it was definitely a chortle. It was like, a, it was like more nasally based. Um, that one. Mm. Can I tell you a really messed up joke? I, I mean, if you want. I guess it is my to. podcast. <laughs> um, what's the only part of a vegetable that's not edible? The wheelchair? Yeah. <laughs> You're a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you know that? But the fact that you were on the same wavelength shows that you're just as equally like a Did meme, your mind go there, Jason? A meme guy. No, I was trying to put the pieces together. <laughs> so as soon as you said it, I was like, okay, it's a human. <laughs> but that's all I could. I couldn't get to the wheelchair part. I probably would never would have. But, I mean, hey, I'm not I'm not really a meme lord. So I just take them from, I just take them from y'all. I don't really dabble. Before we finish, what are your expectations for yourself heading into your first national competition? First you feel like a big boy? Um, so I feel like in every aspect of life, your surroundings kind of shape your ego. You feel like it's a perpetual Dunning-Kruger effect? Yeah, exactly. So I just, like if I look in the, like the small, I guess, my local kind of community, or like, how do I describe it? If I walk into... Carmichael Gym. I'm like, oh, you know, I might be like, oh, you know, I'm probably the strongest guy here. Yeah. But if I look at my collegiate nationals competition, and, you know, I follow a lot of those guys now, even before the meet, and before I meet them for the first time and stuff, it's like, wow, like, I'm really about to get destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, so, you know, there's, there's so many different levels, and, I don't know, I'm just enjoying it, and I've been making so much progress, and I'm not really like worried about that. Um, I'm, I don't even usually bring up the like the whole progression or when I started thing because at the end of the day, I don't really think that matters. Like if I'm competing against someone, I feel like when they started or all these other things like don't really matter. Like at the end of the day, whoever gets first is gonna get first based off one thing, and that's like total or the like coefficient formula. So me being a few years older than someone or younger than someone, or I started six months ago and. None of that really matters. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm in a good mental space. Um, the only thing that's really, I guess, pulling me down is if I expect something for myself that doesn't come. But it's not anything, I guess, necessarily external, which kind of helps. That's why you should be intentionally modest with your squat and bench expectations. Mm-hmm. And then you just won't have any mental exactly. congestion going in the deadlift. Exactly. You just kind of pull. That's what I do. People always ask me, like, what, what do you do? What do you think about? I just pull. Like, I've worked on, I've worked on cues for so long. You always say that. I've worked on cues for so long, and I've worked at my deadlift for so long. Like, I don't really, I'm not really actively thinking about a ton when I'm getting ready for pull a deadlift or, like, squat. Like, I kind of just do it. Yeah, I feel like that's how it's supposed to get at some point. It's like walking. Yeah. Like, obviously, I'm not at that point yet. I'm not some advanced powerlifter. I mean, I'm pretty strong, but I'm not, you know, I haven't been doing this forever. Uh, so, 
But I feel pretty good. I'm excited to go to a new state I've never been to. Windy City, Josh. Whoa, whoa. So going to Illinois, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, just ready to compete again, honestly, even though I competed again not too, not too long ago. I didn't really have the meat that I guess I wanted. And even then, I still added 110 pounds to my total in eight months. So You're not going to fall apart on bench this time? No, I don't think so. Honestly, I think just the fact that I'm moving up a weight class um, is going to do so much for me. All the extra beef on your chest. Mm-hmm. Shorten the range of motion. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. That's all the difference right there. Having a freaking large dumper <laughs> helps me keep my butt on the bench so like I can raise it up more yeah. and still make contact. Yeah. People sleep. You know, they don't understand the, the, ble- the blessing that we have so with the, the large dumpy. Stuff some toilet paper in there. Yeah, we're like four pairs of underwear. There you go. Nah, bro, the singlet's so tight. <laughs> That's basically four plus. The singlet's so tight, like it's gonna scrunch the underwear down anyway. But do you have expectations as far as placing or anything? It's hard to set those. Um, I have. I, I mean, I am crazy when it comes to competition. Yeah. Like I want to be better than everyone. So I have a list of all my competitors, all their best meets, and the dates. I mean, got it on a spreadsheet. And the weight they weighed in at with himself. He's yeah. not trending up with me, so I'm gonna trend higher. This, but. Honestly, you know, I just am really excited. This won't be my last time at this stage. It'll be my last time collegiate. But, um, you know, I have a few years left as a junior. And, you know, I'd love to be a junior national champion. So, you know, there's – I'm not, like, going to – like, saying I'm ruling out this year. But, I mean, there's some people who I'm competing against who my, like, goal total for this meet was their qualifying total. You know? So – you're probably not going to beat them. Yeah, exactly. Unless they have a bad meet. <laughs> Which, you know, I don't really wish that on anyone. I mean, if they have a bad meet for, like, things that are related to technicalities, yeah, then I'm, like, all for it. Because that just means that they may not have the skill as somebody else. But you don't want them to blow their back out. But I don't want them to get sick or get yeah. COVID, like, the week of, you know? Yeah. Like, that kind of defeats the whole purpose of the competition. But, if yeah, they're not hitting depth. And they, you know, or, or they they bomb out on deadlift because they have bad attempt selection. They probably wouldn't get to this point if that was the case, but I'm just throwing it out there because it does happen a lot. They just got freaking Especially strength. at the local level. Yeah. <laughs> You'll see some freaks who just transferred from the football team. They've been oh, paddling for a year and they don't really know what they're doing. <laughs> sounds like Josh. Nasty. <laughs> no. This man Josh can walk into the powerlift, any local powerlift, and he can probably win. <laughs> Doesn't even train for the sport. Yeah. But. Josh, yeah. what what are your PRs right now? Take don't 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 be modest. Uh, I don't even know what my max is right now. Everything is so variable. The only max I know for sure is deadlifts is five sixty five. That's it. And your your squat's probably like five seventy five, five eighty. I hope. And your bench is probably what like three forty. I hope. It's right around there. I lift with you every day. It'd be it'd be that sounds kind of nice. I'm gonna break my back at fucked up fitness <laughs> <laughs> so could he have a chance to win a local parallel new meet at, yeah. at your weight I mean he same weight class as you so. yeah no he definitely could well but he doesn't want to which, I don't you know, want to <laughs> what do you have to total what do I what do you want to total what I want to total I haven't said this to anyone well, okay well then we don't have to it's fine. Well, I've said it to like all of it Justin and Brendan maybe you don't have to talk about it it's fine ah, the competition is going to be listening to this no they're not they're no. following your every step <laughs> Yeah, when I repost it on my story, they're going to listen all the way to the 54-minute mark and be like, hey. plotting on you. But no, I've been eyeing like a 770 total. 
Uh, 770 kilos. But it's pounds. No. So, um, I don't even know what that converts to. I think it's somewhere like 1670 range. I could be totally bugging with that. But, uh, yeah. I can't do that. I won't go into individual numbers. We'll just kind of leave those out. But, yeah, I'm super excited. It's Three weeks. Huh? Nothing. Pulling 800? Yeah. Bro. <laughs> I got to pull seven first. Eleven done that. Can you put, like... Can you just go for the world record for your fourth attempt, even though you know you won't get it, just for the hype of the people getting hype, and then you just like go down, touch the bar, and just like laugh at them? So, oh, if there's any USAPL refs watching this, which there probably aren't, but they'd be grilling me right now. But I don't. So the USAPL doesn't have fourth attempts. Not even for national records. No. Oh. So the USPA has fourth attempts. Okay. Uh, for national records, once again, if a ref is seeing this and they're like, "What are you talking about?" Then I'm, I apologize, but I'm almost positive that I'm right. But yeah, the USAPL doesn't actually do fourth attempts, so you got to set your natty records on your third because it's still included in the meet. You can't do a separate lift that doesn't count. Because okay. that's basically what the fourth attempt is. Like it doesn't count towards your total, but you can still break the record. Um, the only change for the USAPL for uh, an American record is uh, you can change your plate loading. So traditionally, you can, you can do half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you get the smallest jump you can make is two and a half kilos or like five and a half pounds. And for a national record, you can chip it by half a kilo, which would have a quarter kilo plate on each side, which is tiny, or like one kilo. So half a kilo plate on each side. But don't they not, doesn't the extra little bit not count towards your total or something like that? Don't you only No, it does. It? Oh, it does. Okay. It does. But like I said, you're replacing your third attempt with that. So, and that's only for national records. Obviously, it's not for a state record or anything, but Yeah. Powerlifting, super fun, love it. Um, cars, total segue. But you sound like such a dude, bro. I mean, I can't help it. Like you know, you like, like what you like. I like lifting weights and cars and computers <laughs> and anime. I'm watching Yay Dave. Why not turn country? <laughs> <laughs> My name's Big Country. I mean, with a K. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm very easy to please. I just gotta. I'm, I'm super competitive. Got to have my competitive outlet. It used to be competitive Call of Duty. Now it's powerlifting. I still love COD, but... What's going to be next? I build PCs every now and then. I don't really do it much anymore, but I've done probably like six or seven. Um, cars are super fun, but don't have any money to mod them, so it is what so it is. Why did you get into sim racing? You got a PC already. Just put a, yeah, you're right. Get a wheel. I mean, I kind of just want to go in person and just hear turbo spool up and cold air intakes shoot air at me. You should come to, um, I guess you'll be gone by then, but like late July, the, the Fan Attack GT World Challenge is coming back to VAR again. You should come. Okay. That's the one I went to last year. I told you about GT racing. Mm-hmm. You should yeah. go to that. You like that. And Or you could go to Hyperfest. That'd be kind of cool. It's like racing, but with sports cars. Like mm-hmm. cars. We'll have to go. I just miss sitting in the passenger seat of Porsches. I guess we can tell those stories. With now. no AC on a hot day. When did that happen? Never. I was just adding drama to the to the setting. Hey, bro, you turn on the AC when you're in the pit lane. That's fine. <laughs> I was adding drama to the setting. But, man, I just love, I love them. I love cars. Turbo cars especially, specifically. Big turbo guy. There's this one dude on TikTok who he does car sounds with his mouth. Oh my gosh. Bro, oh my goodness. I could sit and watch him do It's kinda cringy. I could bro, I could literally sit and watch him do like a three seventy Z like VQ engine. Literally all day. Yeah. Like it like it sounds so good. Yeah, say that again. You like watching dudes do things with their mouths? 
Say that one more time. Cut them on camera. So we'll be going back back to the <laughs> back to the Porsche stories, right? I can't believe you still haven't told those yet. You're three months removed now. Yeah, or I mean, two two. Most of those are with you, so you can t- you can tell whatever you want to tell. So, one of my first times riding with Nathan. So, as everybody who listens to this podcast knows, Nathan used to work at Porsche. I think that's no secret. Um, back to the dream job question. I think if Nathan had a dream job, it wouldn't be working at Porsche, but he would probably driving race cars. He would either be driving race cars or he would be just driving other people's cars to them. Yeah. Or for them. Like, if somebody needs you to no. pick their car up from service, just bring it back. Limit. Then I have to follow the speed limit. Oh, very true. Oh, I mean... Just be a race car driver. Have to? What does have to mean, you know? I, I legally have to abide by the speed limit. No, very true. Racetrack, most of the time, there's not a speed limit. Yeah. So, uh, you know, just used to ride around in, in Porsches. He used to pick me up. It was a lot of fun. He knew I liked cars. Um, I'm not really a big racing guy, but... I like street cars, and I don't really know how to describe it. I guess it's just like street car stuff, where Nathan is very also into racing, and he knows how to race and all about F1 and stuff. He doesn't like NASCAR. I know you love people who race car and think of that, but... I don't feel like a lot of people that are in the race car world think NASCAR, though. Well, 10 years ago, not anymore. All the, all the Americans <laughs> might think NASCAR, but yeah, everyone yeah, yeah. else in the world. It's like, it's like when you say... Like football. Yeah. Everyone in America thinks American football, and everywhere else in the world they think soccer. Yeah. So I guess scratch that. But, um, so yeah, I mean, it's just cool to, I guess, have those experiences. And he'll like describe things to me that I have no idea what they mean. But <laughs> when I, mean, I was trying to explain weight transfer under like trail breaking. Yeah. Well, I think that stuff kind of makes sense, but, uh, there's some things that, you know, just go away over my head. But we used to like ride around, and one day, we were on, is it Tryon? I don't even know. This is, well, I can't even, we're, we were, we weren't even Raleigh. We were in Mexico. What specific experience were you talking about? <laughs> we crossed the, we crossed the southern border. I don't even know what I'm saying, but it's just this road that looks a lot like, I think, Tryon Road in Raleigh. And it's when we found that, like the farm road that you oh, ride on. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't actually know where the road And is. it like. It leads to, so it's around like the, it's like the end of like the ag, agriculture campus at NC State. It's like, it's campus. like very, it's like very far removed from the actual campus, but it's still the campus. And there's like this road on your, on your left. And it just, it's, you just turn it's just an open field. It's literally just open field. It's like a, it's not windy, but it's like, it's, a, just one it's a nice corner. curvy, you know, road. It leads to like this nice neighborhood at the end of it, which is very weird. But for some reason, I feel like it's around Tryon Road, but I could be totally lost all the raleigh locals but that was the spot we went down there many spot. times i i've been in some very nice cars that i know you know a lot of people would never be able to experience in their life and favorite? i did it when i was 20 what was your favorite my favorite hmm so it's kind of embarrassing i can't even remember all the cars i've been in but so the most frequent was probably the Tycon right at the end of your your, your stint. Yeah, because we had a loner Tycon. Yeah. But uh, the I really liked the 911 you brought to you picked me up at Carmichael and dropped me off for work. The GT3? No. It was not the GT3. It was you know when, they, it was the when they first came out. The navy blue one? The 992? Yeah. The 924S? Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I don't really do anything crazy. And we didn't even do anything crazy that day, exactly. Um, there was the GT3, 
And there was... GT3RS. The GT3RS was crazy. The tuned modified 997 Turbo. Yeah. The one with the quad tip exhaust. Mm, that was a little older, right? Like a 2007, 2010? 12, I think. 12. But, but yeah, no, it was probably the... It was probably the uh, GT3RS. That was the all black, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty nice. You picked me up at the sheets. On your birthday. Yeah. Birthday last year. Absolutely insane. That car is insane. You need to send me those videos. Still have those. Yeah. I sh- yeah, I should still have. I didn't take a ton, but I, sh- I definitely still have them. I didn't delete them. Um, I'm a Honda fanboy. I love JDM. Oh, yeah. I got you in a Type R one uh, time. So yeah, Nathan, Driving a Type Nathan R. got me a test drive in a Type R. I was alone, everything, and I guess it was because of COVID or whatever, but um, that was a lot of fun. They wouldn't even let me drive it. Mm-hmm. It was low miles. Uh, Nathan isn't in sales, so he wasn't doing it, but uh, he had like a friend of his who, like, I guess, talked with me and like got me the opportunity. But I knew more about the car than he did. I mean, I don't blame him. It's a Honda a Porsche he sells dealer. Porsches. Yeah, yeah, he sells Porsches, but like the car wasn't even stock. And, like, he didn't know, but, like, he just opened the hood, and, like, I could tell. I was like, oh, yeah, this car's not stock. He was like, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah, like, this. Yeah, they, they have a downpipe, cold air intake. Like, all these things are aftermarket. But it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I still want one. The so. guy who owned that car before he traded it in hated that guy. Really? He's such a jerk. He's <laughs> such a jerk. Yeah. Wasn't that, that's, the Type R was his wife's car, right? Yeah. Some crotchety old dude with a crotchety old wife <laughs> i don't know why that car had mods on it i, don't, I just yeah, i don't know but, i mean it wasn't anything crazy so you know people take the cars back they always like take their tunes off and stuff so it wasn't like super crazy i think the rs is my favorite too it's just such an experience mm-hmm. it's a full it's body experience. experience definitely an experience and you know there's a few cars you drove and i've never we never went in anything that wasn't a Porsche, which, I mean, makes sense. Really? No, we didn't. Oh, I took Josh Taylor in the 350R. Yeah, I know. I remember that. That was over the summer. Manual. Well, I guess they're all manual, I guess. Mm-hmm. But that's a fun car. Was that summer 2020? No. For some reason, I'm thinking it was 2021. 21. But if it was 21, 21, if it was 21, that means that I was in Raleigh, too. But for some reason, I felt like I was I think in, you were out of town. I felt like I was at home. Was. It was a Saturday, and you were out of town, whatever that day was. Anyway, yeah, it's very tragic. Because I know you drove a few You drove a few uh, Dodges, um, which I know aren't Hellcats, your favorite. Demons. But, or boats. Not a big um, fan. You drove a few of those. Like I said, you drove the, the Mustang. 458. Drove the GTR. You already talked about that yeah, experience. Yeah. So I need to go back into that. Um, 458 Ferraris, was cool. yeah. 430 Scuderia was cool. I don't know. But you never touched. Your dream was like a Lamborghini, right? I love Lamborghinis, and it's the only brand I know. I drove a 570S. I drove a 720S McLaren. I was just about to ask about McLaren. Because, yeah. funny enough, we're going to Cars and Coffee tomorrow, tomorrow which it's not tomorrow when this podcast comes out, but it's still tomorrow to us. McLaren day. Technically today, because it's, it's past 12.02 a.m. It's past midnight, but that'll be a lot of fun. I've never been to Cars and Coffee, so that'd be really cool. And like I said, You're I'm going to one of the biggest ones, too. Mm-hmm. So. There's supposed to be a McLaren F1 there, which, do you know how much a McLaren F1 costs? I did my research. Mm-hmm. I did my research. I don't know, like, you know, I just did this quick skim of Google. I read that there was 106 made and only 64 were, like, deemed street legal. Mm-hmm. Then there's the and F1 North Carolina GTR. North Carolina has two of them. Yeah. Apparently there's one in Chapel Hill, one in Charlotte. Do you know how much they resell for right now? Just a, like I said, I did a quick search and the link was there. I didn't click it, but apparently it said the rarest one was for... T- for auction for 23 mil yeah it's around like 10 to 20 oh, okay yeah 
Yeah, it's insane. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> That's quite a bit of money. Small sum. Mm-hmm. Small loan. Considering there's not a lot of cars that like people drive, where the MSRP is over a million, you know, there's like not yeah. many. There's really not many. And you know, even if they're not selling for for the MSRP, which a lot of them aren't, but just to just to have that number, and to think that this car is I selling for six figures only, ten only. or twenty times that is crazy. I think those were in like the six to hundred thousand range new, but I, I have no idea as a total guess off the top of my head. I don't think they were a million dollars brand new. What years was? I guess it was just one year it was produced. Oh God, Gordon! Uh, I don't even Gordon know. Gordon Murray's making another car too. I don't know. Hopefully, this doesn't come through the microphone. Yeah. Oh. Uh, production. Because like, yeah, it's like, what year did they make it? They made a hundred of them. Nineties. Nineties. That's crazy. Yeah. So. B twelve. Yeah. Fastest uh, street legal car for the longest time too. Pretty. There's this whole thing. You should. Do you follow like the Benwicky YouTube channel or anything? No. Have you seen their stuff before? I think you showed me. I don't really watch Maybe them that not. often. Ed Bullion does a lot of stuff in car culture and everything. Bye, okay. Josh. Good night, Josh. He does a lot of stuff in like car culture, and he's doing this whole thing of trying to find El Chapo's missing McLaren F1 because mm-hmm. he had one, and no one knows where it went. But that's that. How does that just happen? Because he's El Chapo. Wait, Josh, you have to give your free shout out. I get a shout out. Yeah. Oh, you don't watch the podcast. It's fine. Yeah, the very end. You give a free shout out. You shout out whatever, anything that you want to shout out. You gotta, you gotta say why you're shouting it out. Shout out to restaurants that do deals during the week. It's just really convenient for people who are just looking for a quick bite to eat. Good <laughs> <laughs> night. I don't know where that, bro. That's not where I thought that was going. We bring an ad over here. Do you have anything? Um, a quick shout out. Free shout out. Another quick shout oh, out. Free shout you out. You can talk for 10 minutes about it if you want. Free shout out to everyone who has their life together. You sound like other Josh right now. Really? He's always getting sent in the middle of the knees. <laughs> because he said, last week he said, free shout out to me. Because I'm keeping myself going. I was like, bro, relax. You know, because, you know, it's, it's hard. Getting your life together is hard. Yeah. So, shout out to those people. You sound like an old head, but wait till you graduate, young man. Yeah. I bought, I bro, literally picked up my cap and gown today. Sad. Crazy you life. Early. Hmm? You got that thing early. Yeah, I bought it Tuesday. It's ready for pickup Wednesday. You could just okay. use mine unless you want to keep it. Oh, shoot. Too late now. Too late now. What if they're not the same? We're roughly the same size. I meant the cap and gown. Oh, not that it matters. They're always going to be red, bro. I didn't know if they had like a different crest they location or something. Much. They wouldn't care that much. Oh well, you got yeah. it already. It doesn't matter. I guess my free shout out can be to my new fanboy, Corsair. Bro, Nathan built a PC this week. I bought well, a PC. Oh, I bought well, a pre-built PC. He bought a pre-built PC, which is low-key the wave now. So no. I hate. don't trust myself with water cooling. So and got all his peripherals. He's had the monitor forever. It's a nice, like, 34-inch curved 1440p. Ultra-wide. Yeah. I thought 34-inch curved would, would, would denote the ultra-wide, but maybe not. <laughs> oh, I mean, I guess. I mean, nah. I mean, it's, it's it's worth saying, but it's a really nice PC, so happy for him. I never thought anybody should ever spend $150 on a keyboard until I spent $150 on a keyboard. 
It's a totally different experience. <laughs> I feel like every every keystroke just makes me want to hit the key again. It's a very pretty keyboard. It's a very satisfying experience. Like, I can't even describe why, but I have a... It's made I, out of, like, brushed aluminum. It's a very hefty. It feels mm-hmm. sturdy. It feels premium. Yeah. So I have a very tiny keyboard. It's a 60%, which is, like... It's literally, like, your letter keys, and that's it. Yeah. And it has, like, an alt function and a shift, and... That's like the end of the keyboard. It's super tiny. You know you have function keys? No. Jeez. I feel like that's a disadvantage, especially if you're playing games. My function keys are in my number keys. Okay. Like oh, you what? just said like FN1, FN2? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So it's kind of crazy, but I remember I was telling that I was like, yeah, a TKL or a 10 keyless keyboard is like my favorite type, even though I don't have one. I mean, and that's what he got, like an and they're, they're or like a receptionist. What do you need a ten key for? A honestly, yeah. for. some people like the big keyboards, but I don't know. These are nice. Anything else you want to say? Um, I think that's it. Okay, everybody, bye. All the listeners, all the watchers, hope you enjoyed a sporadic episode of many thoughts and feelings. It's not sporadic. It's how it always goes. Um. You know, I think there's a lot to take from this podcast. Like what? If you're, imagine you're listening, so I'm setting the scene. You're sitting in your car. Mm-hmm. You hook up your car play. It starts automatically playing some song you don't want to listen to, right? So you just sw- switch over to the podcast app or Spotify, whatever. And you pull up this podcast and you're on a long drive. It's taking you an hour, 13 minutes plus. Uh-huh. And... You just have to really appreciate the ideas that are being thrown around in the episode. The brain vomiting? We didn't sit down and talk about one thing in depth or two or three things in depth. Like most podcasts. It wasn't a biography. You know, this wasn't a Joe Rogan podcast. You know? We're not an expert in anything. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty dumb. Nobody was here educating. You just have to appreciate... The commentary. Alright. Between that, between three roommates. That wasn't you telling them bye. And that's me setting the scene. Good night. Oh, we're not on the right window. <laughs>